right, welcome to episode 39, FTF Podcast with me, Drew Toothpaste, and as always, Ed Sidman. How you doing, everyone? It's been a while, I apologize. I, both Drew and I have managed to get sick in the space of, well, a two-week period of extreme... Also, while traveling was happening, it was kind of perfect timing. And uh, yeah, it's been great. You get to do more time online with less satisfaction, which is really saying something. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you also get to uh, not do any of the things you like to do. And if you're around enough people for enough time, they also get sick. So you get the benefit of when you feel better, everyone else not wanting to go out who saw you. <laughs> so just... Right. And, just great shit. And just the leftover just the leftover guilt of being like, I got these people sick, even if you didn't. Oh, I, I never feel d- bad. I'm, <laughs> I'm always kind of like you you knew what you were getting yourself into. <laughs> Are you? I like, I like like I'm always like, don't come over. I'm sick. No, I'll be fine. It's always like, no, you won't be fine. I get the diseases first. It's what I do. Seriously, I always get sick first. So you're the vector. I'm always the vector. And so I'm always like slightly sick. And then I get sick and no one else, everyone else is like, oh, it won't hit me. And then it does and they get very upset. Like their their immune systems are slightly better, so they just don't pick it up as quickly. (laughs) I don't know if that's... If it, it mine, I yeah, that's probably it. But I'm going to choose to believe that mine is better. It's just like, whoop, there's a disease coming. And, and I best pick that. You up. know what it is? Is it you have you have more muscles, and so yeah. there's more in my in my um. I have more muscles in my immune system. Right, and so right, and so you just get more of the cold faster because you're more powerful. I think that's the obvious. That's the obvious reason for it. Yeah, and it makes sense. I'm not going to choose to look into how that works. <laughs> uh, much like most things, I'm not. I don't do research. I don't like knowing things. But uh, I, a bright side was I got myself a new iPhone. Nice. Yeah, and my favorite thing online at the moment is there's this new Vanguard. I think it's something that happened along with the kind of anti-tech stuff. And it's this thing of, you don't need to buy a new phone. I don't know if you've seen this around a bit. It's like a new thing. I have. Not just tweets, but like entire articles. It's great. Oh, yeah. There's... It's a great, like really just fucking like, it's the it's the tech version of people getting mad at pumpkin spice lattes. It is, and it always happens this time of year because this is when Apple does their, their whole slideshow. And then they say, yeah. here's the new iPhone. Right, exactly. Yeah, and people get very, um, they get very horny and mad at the moment about it. And it's like, you don't need to upgrade your phone. You don't need to, like, actually get a new phone every year. And it's kind of like, I don't know if that many people feel pressured to do it. I guess there are the people who line up every year. Yeah. The who line up and yeah. get phones. That seems, that seems questionable. Well, and here's, here's what I see is that, you know, in America... I, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but in America, at least people in our generational cohort have, the majority of us have smartphones. Just put yeah. it, most of us do. And when you go, 
Uh, so, so there's in America, not the world, there's like 327 million people. And, you know, a lot of them are our age or younger. And when you see the flyby, you know, uh, the media will take a little drone or they'll drive by the Apple store and they'll be like crowds outside the Apple store. Well, yeah, there might be 500 people there in San Francisco. There might be 500 people there in, uh, New York or Houston or Philadelphia or wherever's a big city. You know what I'm saying? But that's like, that's a much different scale than all the people that have phones. Right. Also. And so it's not representative. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, I had this conversation with someone who works at Apple. So I suppose they're compromised, but they was talking to them. They, I was talking to them about it and it's like, there's this weird loathing for people who like things. I don't know. It's, really weird it's like if you use a phone if you use a phone like i do you use it all the time for like a hundred things and on top of that this is probably the highlight of someone's year they probably sell their own old phone get a new one they do that dance every year or they have the upgrade plan or what have you and the loathing toward them is just like yeah it's consumerism which is very funny. But it's also just this weird thing of like, you can't enjoy this. <laughs> you can't enjoy this at all. And I'm I'm trying not to be that little cartoon guy who's like grabbing the guy's lips and he's saying, let people enjoy things. Because that's always said by people who are defending someone who's like a 58-year-old yelling at a child in line to get a Harry Potter book. <laughs> but, or like someone who's saying the Dumbledore is elizabeth warren i don't really know how you connect the harry potter thing together but oh god it's yeah it's just exhausting to think about honestly but it's really just weird because i think it with the tech media in with the tech media in particular i think it's a guilt thing it's a guilt thing because like facebook has turned so horribly horribly wrong yeah and it's so like bad and these are like all of these companies that they have been like championing passively or otherwise have turned out to be like pretty fucking awful like just like palantir a company that used to get written up all the time in positive ways is just like fucking giving the police surveillance society powers oh and that's just, that's something oh. that's even now at this point it's hard to think about palantir or facebook being discussed in such a way where they're like, wow, what great things will they do next? And I'm sure you've heard about this. Uh, Amazon now, it is, you know, it was always implicit, but Amazon bought Ring, you know, Ring, smart yes. doorbell company. And then when you buy a Ring, whatever you sign up for basically allows Amazon to do what they want with the footage. Well, yeah. so... Amazon freely works with the police because the police promote Ring to... Well, they've done that before yeah. with recognition. Yeah. They sold face recognition. Like Their thing is called recognition, by the way. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, I love names of things. Uh, but they, they sold that to like a Portland police department. And Portland's pretty progressive now. But man, of all, of all the places that you want to sell of all the histories that of of a particular state like 
Portland's not the one to give something that could be weaponized against black people. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Of all yeah. the states there. Yeah, and right. And, you know, I think Portland is, you know, we've talked about this before. Portland is a beautiful place. There's a ton of yeah, there's yeah. a ton Gorgeous of cool place. people, but the history of Oregon is of course Horrible. super but problematic. In Portland. Like Portland has some extremely bad racism history. Yeah. And just I've known it in the past. I don't have to remember it now. Just just assume I'm correct. If I'm wrong, write me. It's um I don't give a fuck. Shut the fuck up. I'm tired at edzitron.com if you want to submit any um any complaints there. Yeah, and if I and exactly. I mean, I think it's important to be accountable. I can be reached at uh drew at edzitron.com. <laughs> yep. You'll be able to reach Drew on that. I'll make sure Drew is the one who responds. Oh no. Me. Uh yeah, you can configure that. Never mind. Don't uh just tweet me. I'll for sure see it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just just tweet him. He is uh, at President Obama. Oh man! Hey, did you see? Speaking of uh, speaking of institutionalized racism, uh, I heard the big guy up in Canada. That's right, uh, Pierre Trudeau's son, Justin Trudeau. He had uh, a moment last week where he got caught. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Painting his face. Uh, a, a dark color. It was euphemistically referred to as brown face, black face. Euph- yeah, and we know it here yes. as as black Racism. face. And uh, I I can't remember who I I saw somebody. It was somebody I follow, and they zoomed in, and they noted that he was so intrepid in his use of black face that he made sure he colored his he colored his he hands painted his me. hands too. Yes, yes. So. Uh, you know, and it and it really does. You know, it really does suck because I think, at least ar- around here, maybe in, uh, you know, the Midwest or in the northern parts of the of the United States, we kind of look up to Canada a little bit because Canada is, you know, they do a lot of things right. They have a they have a lot of great people. It's a, a nation. They have their own troubled history. With, you know, yeah. the First Nations and residential schools and all this stuff. But, uh, you know, we kind of look up to them because they do some things a lot better. And so it was just a tremendous, a tremendous disappointment. And then, of course, he gave a press conference where he apologized for it. And then he said, and I'm not quoting him directly, but right at the end, he said, and, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sure. There are probably some other pictures out there that'll yeah. pop up. Just FYI. Just <laughs> let me get out in front Which, of this. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't know about you. It feels real easy to like not do blackface. I have uh, I have never done blackface. Yeah, I don't think it's a hard thing to avoid. I and I think it has. To, I think it's your idea. I don't think, you know what I'm saying? I think you are the one where you're like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And this is funny. This, right? It would be really funny. It's just not even that funny. Like, No, I mean, to if you're a, ra- <laughs> if you're a racist and you think the idea. What I love, though, is all like the shit lib people, all like the really just cavernously immoral people were like. 
Well, you know what? It's 17 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, back before back before uh, <laughs> people knew right from wrong, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just, and that argument doesn't work at all because, and I had a brief conversation with someone about it before I faked a, I faked a seizure and they just left me alone. And they were like, you know what? Things change, da, 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 people grow. And I'm just like, you realize that you realize that this is something like bad enough that you should have to stand out as president. And they're like, oh, what? Everyone who does blackface can't be in politics. E- uh, yeah. And there is a. And, I, and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's a pretty good. Yeah, that's a good start. I'm fine with that. Right. That's a good I'm start. Fine with that. just, <laughs> you can't do politics if you were caught doing blackface. Real easy. That's, uh, you know, people talk about purity tests or litmus tests for candidates. That's a good one. That's a good one. Have you ever done blackface? And the answer shouldn't be, well, (laughs) would you call it black or brown face? Well, really, who could tell? And it was, you know, it was, you know, it, it and. It was a black and white picture. I'm surprised he didn't come out and say, "Oh, it was just a very, it was a very, yeah, it was actually, very dark blue." <laughs> I was actually uh, covered in the shroud. I was covered in the shroud. Um, yeah, that sucks. That and just seeing the vacuous bad conversation because obviously all the alt right guys were like, "Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, mm. yeah, you see, they do racism." Uh, you see, they do racism too, and it's like, yeah, yeah, but like, is that something? But also, the answer there is yeah, and it sucks, and that would make the racist guys go away because they're like, oh shit, I thought that I thought you could, thought we finally found a middle ground. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's actually a problem. Is like, is like, fourteen out of seventeen of the current like democratic candidates are like pretty much avowed racists well how about andrew andrew yang wants to try and ban porno uh <laughs> well, he doesn't he doesn't uh, want to ban porno see what he's saying is he wants to stop the access of young people to porn which is just one of those things where i read the quote and i read the context and it did not help it wasn't like i read it and i was like oh shit you're right I was like, no, he doesn't have, his general argument is there is potentially a problem with this. So we need to, and this is the big, big time tech guy. Yes. This is the big time tech guy who loves tech. And it's like, he really, he really, for a tech guy is doing something very anti-tech, which is trying to censor the internet. But I should also be clear that there is censorship. Yes. If you do child born, they should all be put in fucking prison, shot to death. I have a pretty, but it's like he has this weird kind of net neutral, anti net neutrality position now about this theoretical thing of children seeing pornography. Well, and, yeah, I mean, and honestly, I I don't pay I don't pay a ton of attention to all this. I mean, I see it. You had I I see it all the time. I see it literally every hour of every day. I'm online. I see everybody's candidates doing this because they get screenshotted and quoted and all this i i don't track them and like follow what they say i kind of feel like 
it it is so hard to get a foothold, especially given what happened to Bernie in in 2016 and the way that the parties work. It's so hard to get a foothold in politics that I think uh, you can hardly blame Yang, who is polling at you know what, like like eight people, single. Let's say single digits. He's polling at single digit support among likely Democratic voters. For him to get a foothold, he's going to have to say things that make people aware of him and investigate him and then decide to support them. That's just part of that's just part of his thing. Can he not come up with something more fun? Like the I'm going to give like 10 people $1000. That's pretty funny. That was <laughs> that was a pretty interesting yeah, yeah. It, uh. I just really like the idea that that candidates are just flailing, just just a- <laughs> actively flailing as a strategy. Just, I don't fuck it. And um, you guys want a sandwich? I'll get eight <laughs> voters a sandwich. I will. Anyone want? Anyone want like to do some scrims in Call of Duty? You want to play Call of Duty? Just fucking just a sand. My new campaign slogan is a sandwich in everybody's handwich on September twenty third, which. And uh, when it hits, it's going to be lit. And that's why you need to vote for me. Vote. Mine is, um, uh, let's think. If I got one, it's like, I will ban cyclists from the road except me. Or, no, that's not good. Um, I will arrest Lin-Manuel Miranda. Nope. I'll work these later. I th- I think you're getting. I think you took a big step there. You got way closer on the second one. <laughs> I should bag on that guy less. Like he he is a cornier. He's cornier than an entire field of corn, and he loves John Nissan and all that. But at the same time, he has done pretty great like work with Puerto Rico. So eh, it evens out. I now have no opinion on him. <laughs> I uh, nullifies my opinion. I, yeah, I am not. Uh, I am not super qualified on this, but I feel like I read something, and I have a problem where with politics stuff, it's just I have no power, so it doesn't stick in my mind. So I can't remember. Uh, I'm I'm really impressed. For example, you know the Chapo guys. I'm in, yes, I'm, in, I'm familiar. I'm impressed with how much they remember about what all these people do and say. I really, uh, it's just something I absolutely do not have a gift for. But I feel like, I feel like I read something, and it was when I was sick. I'm sure I was like, uh, just, s- just snorting Benzedrex. And like trying to keep snot out of my eyeballs. And I read something about Lin-Manuel Miranda and his dad and Puerto Rico and all this stuff. And I, uh, I, I, it, it's like, all I remember is just this feeling like, well, that's not good, but I don't remember what wasn't good about it. It's just like, I don't see, you know, and, and. We're exhausted by every bit of new information I get. We're you and me, Ed, are allowed to post online to uh, I. I don't even know how many people I got. I started posting on Instagram lately just to see if that's better, and like it's pretty good. But I I got like ten thousand people on my Instagram, which is like fucking huge for me. That's like 
That's a real big number of people. And uh, I'm allowed to post to that many people, and I can't remember what I read in the media. So that's like what, right. you know, uh, shit. What What is everybody else doing if I don't even know what the fuck is going on? And also, I just... <sighs> I just try and remember all the stuff and my head begins to hurt because like my brain is just, and I don't think that this is uncommon. I don't even think it's me being stupid. If I'm not that interested in something, I won't like remember it. And I'm, I think that most people aren't that interested in politics. I just, I think they care a lot about what like a sort of a homogenous blob that they think politics is. I think I think people care about the result. That's why they care yeah. about politics. They don't kind of they they want good sausage. They don't necessarily care about how the sausage is made. But you or indeed eating the sausage yeah. <laughs> because if you think about how much you actually end up like dealing with the sausage. Like if you actually think about how much interaction you have even on a monthly basis with the government like it's probably not that much. No, no, it's it's not. And you know what this makes me think about is this idea. And I, I'm I'm sure you feel the pressure, and I feel the pressure. Uh, there's a tremendous pressure because everybody has access to so much information all the time. There's this pressure to to feel like you are appearing smart and to feel like you are appearing to be in the know and I whatever it's like my I have a bad attitude and everything um but I I only feel it a little bit like this pressure to be smart and this pressure to know what's going yeah. on um I think for a lot of people there's this tremendous pressure and I think this leads to a lot of anxiety where people go online and when you go online the way that everybody talks is incredibly confident. People yeah. always act like they're posting facts. People always act like they're referencing things to sources, especially if you follow a bunch of blue check marks on Twitter. And so I the effect I have is that I feel stupid. And I think the I think I'm incredibly lucky that I'm like, well, but like I can I can do other things. I can make like jokes that don't require knowledge and I can like draw pictures. Like I have I have like crutches to help me get through this process of oh. feeling dumb all the time. And I think that, uh, I think that this whole information rich atmosphere basically leads everybody to, to this point where they feel like they have to talk like they're confident and they feel like they have to immediately look stuff up and make sure what they're saying is right. So they don't look like they're not smart. Yeah, and also, I think posting has never been more dangerous. It's never been a more oh, deadly time to post. Absolutely. Because yeah. if you post something that's like factually wrong, someone's like, got your ass, yeah, you fucking idiot. Look at this. And it's like something that you didn't think of because your brain is not continually updating like a piece of software. 
Right. You and post you post and you say uh, the Ford F-150. Oh, yeah. You know, the most popular truck of all time. And somebody's like, you dumb uh-uh. son of a bitch. <laughs> and they're like, I just you you, you fucking rube. <laughs> you fucking dipshit. And then it's also there's a fun thing with if you take it beyond politics, it's what is bad and what is good now is really great. Like, uh, that's another, yeah. Yeah. Another of my favorite discourses. It's just uh, I- where it's where it's like, okay, so this is good now or it's bad. Like I, I like I saw the movie like Daddy's Home. That was the the first time I was the first time I ever really thought about this at length. And I was like, I'm on a post that I really enjoyed watching it, but then I'm like, wait a second. First of all, is that okay to like? Like, I, it was like a fun, stupid movie. I'm even afraid saying that loud. And it's not like, because it's also Mark Wahlberg is a horrible race hate guy. Y- yeah, yeah. And-, and it was just like one of those Netflix movies or Hulu. I don't remember how it got on my screen. <laughs> yeah. We just want to, like, you have a kid and you're just at home and the kid's gone to bed. Let's just watch some bullshit. And you watched it. It was like, oh, that's fun. It was like light. And like, you watch that and you're like, okay, cool. But wait, can I post liking that? And in that one, that one's like, that's a daring one. Because I think most people would be like, fuck Mark Wahlberg. But also it's a dumb movie. And that's the problem they actually have. And But then you take it a few steps further. It's now like people love... People with movies now, like the movies you're meant to like, I'm never quite sure which are the good movies to like or the bad ones. Like, and and there's we've discussed before um, Priscilla Page, truly yeah. gifted writer, and watching people, I feel like there is a group of people trying to catch her eye or catch up with her with discussing movies. That's why they write the movie names all in caps. Yeah. Which is a very bizarre thing that I've noticed people doing. I don't really get it. It's like writing in cursive on Twitter. Doesn't really make <laughs> sense to me. And um so yeah, it but also you have to like certain things and dislike certain things. And if you dislike something, everyone fucking hates you and you are now the main character of Twitter. There's a very good tweet about that. You don't want to be the main character on Twitter at any point because it's bad. It's very bizarre because I'm like, I go and talk to these people. Like, I I'm I'm mediating what I'm saying so much now because I don't know if I can say I like stuff. And this isn't like me worrying that I'm liking something racist or not. Right? Ra- like, it's not like a a moral thing. It's just like, is this okay to like publicly? Not because it's bad, but because how cool will I seem? Very high school style thoughts. Well, and and it's, you know, you're kind of trying to pre-gauge the reaction. And insane. originally, and I, I know that things are not what they once were, but the original idea was you would post what you were doing and then your friends would see it and know what you were doing and then yeah. you would have more to talk about was like the original idea but now it's that you you post what you're doing and then strangers are all so 
let's let's go ahead and and say that a lot of people are sick whether they've got a cold or they're depressed or they're at work or they're bored or whatever, people are, are sick in some way. And so they're online more than they have to be, but they don't have anything else they can reasonably do. So they have this, their neutral state is having a negative disposition. And it's not so much, the way that I feel is it's not so much that somebody might agree or disagree with you. It's that you just don't, have the the energy or the time and yeah. like just ha- like i don't want to have a dis i don't want to have a discussion with people about that i saw a movie on my tv that's in my house you know what i mean so i don't yeah. i don't like posting about uh uh st- most of the time i don't like posting unless uh, about you know media Unless it's like the the one specific time I really like posting is when I discover something that seems like it's unknown. I want to post and say, hey, uh, go and check this out. And since it's unknown, nobody has preconceived a notion of it, right? And so you, yeah, don't, you don't really get that, oh, yeah, you like this. Well, uh, did you know about this that makes your thing bad? Like you... Right. Well, Matt Lipchansky has this great running bit that I crib from quite a lot, where it's like, hey, that thing that you like, that you thought was bad, <laughs> actually, it's good now. <laughs> and then a few months later, they're like, that thing you thought was uh, good, huh, guess what? It's bad now. Uh, and Matt Lubchansky's work, by the way, highly, uh, highly recommended. They are, they are amazing. One of... Uh, one of my favorite uh and the all-time greats of posts yeah sure why why not (laughs) the all-time posting greats hey there's uh there's always room there's always room there's always an asterisk behind any (laughs) like like barry bonds who um i think he did drugs possibly i don't really know oh that i never and, Me and Barry aren't talking. You know, and you know, hey, why not? It's just when it comes down to it, it's just b ball. You know, uh, it. You know, be baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I have been referring to baseball as b ball lately. Just, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, that's I, fine I internal baseball, basketball. I, it's fine. I internally also, anyone who cares. Yeah, just fucking. Just fucking sucks. No, and no, I just internally think it's funny because it's like context that whatever, like if I'm discussing baseball or basketball, like the context is that I don't fucking know anything about it. There's a certain, and this is the thing we talked about seeming smart. This is the thing where I think it, it is like, uh, uh, it, it's helpful to really take a position of ignorance many times. And I, I rely on that myself all the time because, you know, if, if you're ignorant of the ins and outs of a topic, you know, I think most people, if there's a baseball discussion going on, they know a little bit about baseball or whatever. It's like, Oh yeah, you know how he hit uh 42 uh, home runs during the off season. And then the other guys like, of course, and he was the third highest hitter. And I and then somebody's like, 
later comes to me and they're like, you know, uh, uh, whatever, uh, uh, Barry Bonds. And I'm like, yeah, famous b-ball player. What about him? They're like, never the fuck mind. (laughs) One of my favorite things to do is, so the reason I know NFL pretty well, also a great, great way of showing that like, I'm still off that I still call it NFL, but, but nevertheless, like, I, I know the NFL pretty well because I was in Penn State in like 2005 and I joined a, fin- a Final Fantasy League. Just get on. <laughs> say that out loud and just move on. Yeah. Um, so in a fantasy football league. And I was terrible the first year and all my friends made a lot of fun of me. I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and I'm going to fucking destroy you. Yeah. I'm gonna- And I did. Because the internet's amazing, and even back then you could just look up stuff and just read obsessively, and I just watched shit, and I got pissed off, and I was just like, damn, I know all this now, and I'm way more obsessive than you guys, so I just obsessed over it, and I won in the end, but now I'm a British guy who knows football, which is very funny in conversations, because they assume that you won't know, so they have their football conversations over you. Oh, what you do is you just sit there quietly and you go, you fucking hell, man. Aaron Rodgers, what a... T-. And you just go off as British as you can possibly sound, but pretty well read. Yeah. And they get very confused and upset and they look at you. It's like Mickey taking his head off. <laughs> just, just like, what What the fuck? What are you doing? Oh, this is, this is our thing. It's like stealing an American cultural heritage. <laughs> Co- what's great is uh arguing with people about antonio brown i'm sure you follow football right true <laughs> no there's this uh guy called antonio brown very gifted wide receiver the guy who catches the ball technically the linebacker course does that in the okay. classic in the classic game of f-ball yeah go ahead yeah 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 <laughs> in f-ball one of these f-ballers and he's definitely like raped someone like it's disgusting and horrible and the conversations online about it have been amazing. I really wish I'd have... Nobody we, you or I know, but just if you go and search for it, you go and hell dive and look at what people say. My favorites have been the ones who, like, within a 24-hour period of, like, Antonio Brown, he went to the Patriots, he got released by the Patriots, but within that 24, 48-hour period, going from, like, yeah, fuck the... There's some woman just stepping forward the moment he joins the Patriots... To them, the moment he gets released, being like, "Yeah, she's completely correct, and she should she should get what's hers. She should get her millions of dollars." Just amazing shit. Wow. But also, yeah. one of my favorite ones was someone saying, "Yeah, Antonio Brown, rapist, let go by Robert Kraft. Sex. He's like a sex pest. I forget. Now he he like he he definitely involved himself in a very dodgy brothel slash." massage parlor you can't see my air quotes that i'm doing and um i really wanted to but held back from just responding with what's your point <laughs> is the point that both of them suck that what the a rich guy got away with crimes now like what is your like they, it's this very and and if the point was race then okay maybe make it a little more detailed than that that rich white men get away with more things than rich black men. I like it's just these very muddy points. I feel like a lot of posts get made 
to sound good so that people just read them and go, yeah, yeah, you know what? Retweet. Perfect. I Without really thinking of the next, of like, what am I actually, what is actually being said in this tweet? Oh, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Just the idea of generating white noise and then some of the white noise gets like retweeted by the right person and then number goes up instead of not goes up, right? Well, there was one of these ones I saw, I feel like I've mentioned it on here before, where it was like, it was someone saying that meditation is saying thank you next to your thoughts. <laughs> yes. And that's one where just like, I read it and I got steadily more annoyed because it makes no sense. It's not what meditation is. It's just like, what's, I like meditation. What is Thank You Next is a song. I'm a pun to get fucking people like a thousand retweets because people are fucking stupid. People are like, yeah, sure. That sounds, that sounds plausible. I'm just going to move on. Retweet that shit. And I love dumb jokes. Don't get me wrong. But this was not a joke. This was someone sounding profound. Yeah. But just empty space, white noise, like you said. I do feel like there's a lot of that. And within the wrong circles, or in the right circles, I don't know. Within my circles, at least, a lot of these people don't do that just because, like, it would be very, it's very hard to operate when you're just saying complete nonsense. Yeah. But then again, there are, there are so many startup people who are like that. I think that uh, the majority of people who are online on Twitter are trying to oh, great. are try I think they're yeah. trying to make the number go up. I yes. think that and I think fish biscuits. I think they want to get the fish biscuit. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's uh to my credit, I think that's a very stupid observation on my part. <laughs> but no. no, I think that that's true though. I think it and I hate gamification because gamification is now a term that people just me people just use it to refer to numbers now yeah it's not even like it's like a game it's just oh number changes that's a game right you just keep going but yeah it's i feel that people really do love that they love they the motherfuckers love to see the number go up and one of my favorite examples of that is this like real just fucking hack comedian called home underscore halfway and i will name him because he's he's like Harmlessly insufferable. I uh, not like a bad guy. I I like, I fo- I'm gonna tell you this. I follow him and I like to read. <laughs> I f- are you actually like his tweets? I find his work interesting. So you know what? I'm gonna make a point <laughs> then. If there were no numbers on Twitter, no likes, no retweets. Yeah. If I just saw it retweeted into my feed with no feedback of how many it had maybe i would too but people like him people of that ilk the the former five star generation yeah drive me insane because if you go and look at their feeds it's just try after try after try after try to game the system to get those retweets and they're very precious over it so if they ever get which always happens when someone steals another joke, yeah, or steals yeah. someone's joke, and I should add, if someone steals my joke, I immediately get on the case. So I'm a huge hypocrite here. You steal my joke, but also in my case, it's like I have like one popular thing a year. Just let me have that. Yeah, yeah. Like let me let me have my petulant little 
kingship. But when you watch these guys who are just like, and they're not, and people are like, they're just being like stand-up comedians. Like, no, they're not. They're being, they are desperately spitting into the ether. And a friend of mine, I can't remember who, I named them because it's a great observation. If you watch them closely, you'll see them try stuff and then delete it and then wait and then try again until they get the most engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fucking bonkers. Well, but they do it because they don't want people, they don't want people to like think they're unpopular. I don't know. I think the desperation of it is what kills me. And like I, I also I have this policy on Twitter that I block anyone. It used to be if you have Fave Star in the profile, yeah, immediately gone, just blocked immediately. I still have those people blocked, but now if you have a Twitter moment in your profile, usually in your location of like what of your best tweets, gone immediately too. Oh, uh, yeah, dunk, yeah. Well, I because uh, uh, it's gross. It sucks. The- it's boring. Get, get, I don't. I am not your stand-up audience. I don't want to be part of your stand-up audience. Stop trying to do your bit on Twitter. Oh, I, uh, I actually, uh, I am like, I as long as I can control my own experience, I think everybody, yeah. I think everybody can shoot their stuff into the fire hose. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I think don't. maybe this is controversial. Because the home halfway guy has a lot of followers, hmm. and uh, you know, does the thing where uh, you know I I'm sure he'll post and delete and stuff like that, like you said. Um, sometimes he posts stuff that is legitimately funny, and. I find that really interesting. That there are people where in its you know, I'm not uh uh I'm not a participant in the whole Fave Star thing and I'm not you know my my vibe I think is a lot more relaxed than being a stand-up comedian or trying to, you know, optimize jokes or something like that. Like I've just <laughs> a, a lot of what I do is just like out of uh uh just out of uh you know, impulse and then neglect, just like I'll have an impulse, yeah. and then I'll neglect to remove it if it's not smart or not good. And uh, <laughs> like the the extremely high effort level is just like it's really interesting to me. It's interesting for me. <laughs> I, I see it, and it, you know what? Perhaps this is a very bizarre way I have codified Twitter. Yeah, but to me. It's like antithetical to my personal belief about what Twitter should be. Again, deeply unfair, but I, if something is funny and it comes across my feed and it has a bunch of retweets, my reaction to that is usually, oh, cool. What a funny joke. I'm so glad this was brought to me. However, I want that to be someone's funny joke that they made amongst their normal life. Yeah. I don't want to watch a fucking... I don't want someone who runs material constantly with the hope of going viral so that they can sell their book of tweets and whatever. I I don't want that. I want to see, like, 
fun. I, I want like there to be as much natural fun to it. And I realize this is probably like everything is mediated. Everything is controlled. Everything is organized. Everyone is doing this. Everyone. I recognize everyone is on some level preparing and doing stuff they think people will like. I just don't. It's the same. I have the same reaction to it as I have with brands saying bay <laughs> or doing bits. Yeah. Because it's just as mediated. The difference is they're trying to pretend they're like, I don't know, they're trying to be a brand without just being one. It, it, it's it's gross to me. I, I don't know. I don't, wanna, I don't want that shit in my foot. Get that off my fucking feed, you little twerp. Get out of here, you little scat. Like Jomney Sum. Same reason I don't like him. Also, he is definitely making fun of people with mental conditions. No one ever seems to bring that up. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about Jomney. I will be here all day otherwise. <laughs> but, no, but it's, and, and there was, there used to be Favestar, the Favestar people. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, and they all had their little incestuous networks. They all sit around, like, retweeting each other. It's just, all they'd all got on dms and i only found this out because i had a mate who was one of them and i'd constantly tell him like i i to i like you as a person but what you do not so much and like i don't care well i but i remember then I, got, then I got asked one day why do you block all of my friends oh no and i said because they are extremely unfunny tryhards and i don't want them on my feed and i said well you you, you, you just give them a chance. They're great people. I'm like, oh, I'm sure they're lovely people. I'm sure they fucking just do lovely things. They, like, look after old folks. I don't know what nice people do. I've never tried. <laughs> but they, like, I'm like, they're not, but I don't care for their very weak, half-assed humor that's going for the highest possible amount of people based on the same tried and boring formulas same reason I don't watch everybody's everybody loves Raymond. Well, and you know, I I think that uh you brought up something very important, which is that you block stuff you don't want to see. I remember back in the day, whenever I would get one of those little notifications that says, uh, your tweet got one hundred uh 100 medals on yeah that was on fave, fave star. star i would i would block it and they had i and i don't know why twitter didn't get rid of these accounts but there were like dozens of these fave star accounts and they would all right they would all just bleep you whenever something uh whenever something happened they're like well you did really well on our site so you better join our site right that oh, yeah, it, I, that I, was I, yeah. extremely irritating Back in the day, but but so it, it. Well, actually, I I also want to add one thing about Fave Star and what really got my go with like the here is my my what's it called? Here's my um cup list of here's my here's my list of best tweets. It's like yeah, here's how funny I am. Look how funny I am. Yeah, you're now part of my funny thing. You you have helped me look funny. Funny, funny man. Look at me. Look how fucking great. I am. It's just like I'm not. I'm not giving you a reference. <laughs> Don't use me for your work. <laughs> if you want to retweet, just ask. <laughs> I'll do it. If you're like, hey, I did this. This is funny. Would you retweet it? I'd be like, sure, brother. Why not? Don't cost me anything. <laughs> no, don't don't try and like pretend that you're 
happenstance comment about I don't know. There was one he did earlier, which didn't even make sense. Really pissed me off. It's like you know the one where it's like handshake in the middle and two different things, and then one uh, thing that unites them. I I saw. I think I saw you write about it, Ed, where it was. Uh, it, yeah, it, the, the, you you know the one I'm pissed the off D, about. It, what it was is it was DMX and DMV, and then they were shaking their hands, and then below it, where the handshake, like like the handshake was labeled, and it says "gonna make you lose your mind" in here, and then I I think the critique was uh, that's not even the DMX song. <laughs> No, in the song, it goes, you're going to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Right, yeah. And act the fool and so on and so forth. But the effect is being had on DMX. Right, so it's not... And and this is one of my big fucking... Like, great humor is observational. That's very basic comedy, right? Right. Absolutely. That is incorrect observation. And the structural humor can be funny. It can be unique. And that joke actually wasn't that bad it was like uh, uh, if it hadn't come from him if it had come from a friend of mine who doesn't do jokes all day i'd probably retweet him being like oh how nice but it's factually wrong like come on like your whole fucking job is sitting there making these half-assed jokes at least get the facts right that's the kind of shit i would delete and rerun it's worse than a it's worse than a typo it, Unprofessional, if you ask me. And and so you know, I think a lot of people are dedicated to making number go up. It's like yes. a very, it's like a very twenty teens problem, and it's like a twenty teens obsession, right? If that's what we're calling, if that's what we're calling this decade. And I, I I've been kind of formulating this idea, and I'll run it past you. I on, think I think part of the reason why everybody has been steadily losing their shit for like the past two years, and it like many things, it was the fucking election that started it. So the election basically made everybody be really fucking nasty for like months, maybe a year, maybe a year and a half before the election. And then after the election, it got worse which was not what we were expecting. We were all expecting it to be bad and everybody was going to fight and then we were going to have the election and then we could all like peacefully agree on why Hillary was bad, right? Like that's what we all expected. We were all going to go fucking mostly vote for Hillary and then Hillary was going to get elected and we were going to make fun of how she's a neo-lib and it's just going to, right? And, uh... So there was like no sense of closure and there was really no release from the torment of being online. So I think a lot of people either reduced or eliminated their consumption of Twitter. I think that's what caused people to move to Instagram and to other platforms for like fun interactions and jokes and memes and humor. I think that's what caused a lot of people to move to those sites. And so what happened is there's fewer active users on Twitter than there used to be. Yeah. You know that, right? Like it peaked and they can define it. Uh, You know, they can put out press releases. They can define it any way they want. But truly, the number of actual people using it or at least 
the the total number of person hours that the site is being used by real people, not bots, has gone down, I believe is continuing to go down. I don't know if that's true. I, I haven't checked also. Twitter, I'm going to look this up. Twitter user numbers. Well, the thing that I've always said about Twitter is it is not a uh, kind of a, it is a PVP game. Yeah, yeah. It, You're it, fighting other users. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, multiplayer RPG, but the so the I no, but is a PvP. Oh yeah, one. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And and so th- what I was getting at is the idea that everybody is increasingly clamoring for numbers, and everybody is used to their follower counts steadily going up and their interaction steadily going up, and now it's going down. It's harder and harder to get those viral tweets that really pop off that used to be, you could put funny stuff on Twitter and it would pop off and it was like people like it, whatever number go up. Right. And I think that happens less and less now, even though people have more followers than ever in X, Y, and Z. And I think so that the, I think the lack of interactions is causing people to flail like you said earlier, with uh, with Andrew Yang trying to give people money and sandwiches and well, stuff. And I, I agree. And I also think that I stick around on Twitter because there are things that make me laugh on there. I use it for work. It's a pretty easy way of getting contacts. It's a pretty efficient way of doing it. I get a lot of joy out of speaking to friends. And I feel that like I enjoy it for its use. Yeah. I don't and occasionally you get into a debate with someone and it's cool. But then like it, you can also disengage from it and it's the most powerful move ever. <laughs> yeah. Cuz you just like you get them very annoyed and then you go and do anything else. <laughs> or you you tweet something else and you don't respond to them. But you posting lets them know that you are online, you are ignoring them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, and and it's, I think people go on there. I also don't think that there are social networks that exist that help connect people. Or at least, what's the word? Uh, begins with S. Basically, you don't randomly meet new people online. Or at least, usually that's not a good thing. Sure, it's happened. There are some great people I've met online. Like you. Like like genuinely good friendships I've found. Sure. A- oh, sure. Absolutely. And and I've I've made uh, a number of uh uh friends and creative partners and uh a, a ton of people who I like mutually admire. I think they're funny and vice versa, hopefully. And uh so there's all there are all these great effects that uh that come from it. But I agree that there's something about like going to work or going to school where you had this sort of pressure to get along with people that didn't all have the exact same opinions as you. Do you know what I'm saying? And you had this sort of pressure where you have to, you in, if you're in college and you're like making friends with people in college and you're trying to, like live your life if you go around and you're obsessed with like 
always being correct and always being smarter than everybody, that doesn't work. You don't make any fucking friends, right? So yeah. there's this idea, and if you're at work, you want to get along with the people at work. So somebody at work says something dumb and you just fucking ignore it, right? <laughs> because yeah, just, there are more important you things. You turn to them and you say, listen to me, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> you dumb. This is, this is my dojo. <laughs> Maybe you're feeling the pressure from the presence of my big brain, but I'm doing best at the money making and you're doing worse than me. So step off my grill, dog. If you remember that meme. <laughs> yeah. I'm still saying this to the person. They're just looking at me like. Oh, yeah. To, you know, and, like, you're, they're, and they're like, they're like, I was just just going in the coffee machine. Yeah. And you you're totally. My, you get on my, I, and I'm like blocking their way. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm just walking after them. Listen to me. Listen. It's fucking yelling. I think oh, it, and very funny. yeah, I think the the thing is is that the way that these that these interactions have developed means that if you have a random interaction with somebody, it's almost never good because people, if they like something, they click on it and they say haha or they look at it and they enjoy it without moving their body except for their index finger and they they like it and they tap it or double tap it and then they scroll down if it in unless somebody is trying to engender some kind of reaction in you to fulfill a personal need they have people are generally not going to like reach out and interact with you and the people that do tend to be people doing it in a negative sense so i think i think you're right that you don't randomly run into people in a good way very often no and definitely not in real life and definitely not on twitter and in fact uh bob Iger, i think that's the way you said it you said it i mean you say it uh he um was talking about why he didn't buy twitter oh yeah i'm gonna pull up the quote because it was and very he funny. It, the guy from disney right yeah the nastiness is extraordinary. Like a lot of these platforms, they have the ability to do a lot of good in our world. They also have the ability to do a lot of bad. I didn't want to take that on. <laughs> Effectively saying. <laughs> the nastiness is extraordinary. I like looking at my Twitter newsfeed because I want to follow 15 to 20 different subjects. Then you turn and look at your notifications and you're immediately saying, why am I doing this? Why do I endure this pain? <laughs> he said that. She's, yeah. Ooh. I I like that. If I was Jack Dorsey reading that, I'd be like, "Huh? You know, maybe I need to, I need to reevaluate this this platform." If I were Jack Dorsey reading that, I'd say, "I haven't eaten in forty eight hours, and I bet my <laughs> man, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I bet my turds are done on the grill." <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Calling Jeff Bezos over for a. A turd dog. <laughs> hey, Jeff, how are you doing? I am fine. <laughs> My, uh, uh, I don't know if I, it, I'm sure I've mentioned this, but I've been thinking about it again lately. And can I tell you why I've been thinking about it is, uh, I, I looked in the mirror, uh, which is always, a, always a mistake. And I, I got one of my eyes 
just naturally doesn't open as far as the other one. Yeah, you were talking just, about it's your prosperity eye. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I hate to to no I, off your anecdote. N- you. n- no, so I no, I don't have to tell it. FTF listeners will remember, and it'll generate that image in their mind of my one eye. But so I I've been uh. I, I've been thinking about Jeff Bezos and his famous come on line when he was texting his his girlfriend or mistress or or whatever her situation oh, yeah. was, was he he texted her and you know how uh you know if you're texting somebody and you're you're in the midst of having a conversation with them, you'll talk a certain way, but if you open like if you haven't talked to them for a few hours or a day or whatever, you will be like, what's up? Or you'll like. Yeah, how are things? Or you'll be like, uh, yeah, right. What's, what's popping? Or like, yo, or whatever. Just like. Wagwan. Wagwan. Yeah, it's a very natural just opener. And his opener to his woman of interest was, hello, alive girl. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like this man, Regu- regular, regular o'clock, <laughs> regular o'clock, twenty past normal. <laughs> I just, I love that he has literally infinite resources. He, he literally owns every book ever made, and he could have somebody determine an an acceptable way for him to talk to another person, and that's what he came up with. He could go to, he could hire Will Smith to reprise his role as dating guru Hitch and pretend to be that guy and give him advice for how to text, like, hey, Will Smith pretending to be Hitch, can you uh, help me cheat on my wife? (laughs) And Will Smith, under the terms of his contract, would give him a response based on that. And, like, he'd then say something better than, hello, a live girl. Because <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I I don't know. I don't know. Is he what so it... used to, like, dealing with, like, corpses? <laughs> well, it, it uh, certainly makes you ask the question. Absolutely. Well, no, he just has such contempt for everyone. That just, he just considers them dead if they're below him. I... I guess, man, I don't, I don't know. It just, it seems like, uh, it, I, I can't ever imagine a situation where I have like active contempt for so many people. Like my, uh, my status I usually have with my friends is like, uh, if I haven't, if I haven't talked to them. For a while, if I haven't talked to to you know at least my my pretty good Do, friends, you, I am the one you can say this about because I just disappeared for a week when I got sick. Oh, n- n- I <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like that's like usually how I say hello to people when I haven't talked to them for a while. No, and, and uh, I realize it's not rational. I finally. Now that that I've been alive for long enough, I realize it's not rational. But if I if I haven't heard from my friends in in a few days from from somebody that I talk to even occasionally, uh, right. I am like, oh, 
I wonder if they still like me. And I'm like, what yeah, did we in the same way. What did we what did we do? What did we talk about the last time I saw this person? I hope I didn't make them mad. That's like and I can't I know, that's me too. <laughs> I can't imagine like getting away from that and being on such a plane where I'm like, you are all fucking worms. <laughs> like you are all just shriveled dead maggots before I me. Keep reading some of these quotes though. I love you, alive girl. I will show you with my body and my lips and my eyes, comma, very soon. Jesus fucking Christ. Just, I will show you with my body. <laughs> like a threat. With my eyes. With his weird, like, beady eyes. Has he got, like, the Sharingan from Naruto? Like, what the fuck's he gonna do? Like, I want to smell you. I want to breathe you in. I want to hold you tight. I want to kiss your lips. I love you. I am in love with you. Man, that's the best. All cap, all caps, by the way. All caps like MF Doom. No, yeah. no, 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 no. This one's all caps. Oh, I love you, alive girl. I love you, alive girl. I love you, alive girl. Not dead alive. Wow, man, Jeff Bezos, either not like what, not good. Not good at romantic poetry or just high as fuck. Like, you know, the man is like off steam coming out of you his know, ears. he's like, off that good. You know, he's got like hyper lean. Like, there's fucking uh, Elizabeth Holmes is in the lab and she's like, Jeff, I have a new compound for you to try. It's from Walgreens. And he's like, Thank you, alive girl. And he takes it and he's just gone. It's like lean, but it's like, uh, Instead of purple, it's like red. And he's like, I'm just gone off this. You're not dead. You're alive, girl. And he's just fucking not dead alive. Like, <laughs> what was, that? was that a text meant for like his fixer? <laughs> not another dead one. For fuck's sake, I tell you to get me an alive girl. What do you think that means, Bob? That <laughs> Didn't I hire you to get me dead woman. If I needed people dead, I'd. Well, make them work at one of my factories. Oh, shit. <laughs> if I needed a bunch of, like, nearly dead people or actually dead people, I would go to an Amazon warehouse and stand outside for the ambulances to come. I'd give them $100 million each. I'd tell them to let me drive the ambulance and I'd take the corpse home. Like a normal person. <laughs> Just only... Now, Bob, stop bringing me dead alive girls, all right? It's not that hard. I'm we, sorry, boss. We we <laughs> talked about the definite, re, the definitely real Amazon ambassadors, didn't we? Oh yeah, the yeah. ones where I love working here. This is I love fucking working here in prison. My my favorite, my normal prison. <laughs> I go to <laughs> I go to work at normal o'clock every day, and everything is cool. dot com. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just walk into my job, I clock in, I make, I take my little test I take, which is it uh, finds out how normal I am and it comes up 100%. And then I go on, do the job that I love, walking for 16 hours a day, packaging things for people and not getting to pee. <laughs> I, my favorite my favorite Amazon ambassador was the one, it, it was this lady who looked like she was... Uh, uh, in her, I I think she like a stock photo. She said, "Yeah, she looked like yeah, she looked like she was in her late twenties, early 30s. And she said, uh, "You know, one of the things I learned working at Amazon was that my depression was my fault." And I was like, "That's no, <laughs> you. Sh that's not 
what any of that means. That's not something that's not knowledge. Jeff Bezos is reading that and going like, yep. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Get back. That's why she works for me. She gets it. (laughs) Now this. Great people. Now that's an alive girl. I'm going to pay a robot to go down there and give her a pat on the back and no raise. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to make sure the robot follows her while she's walking, though. I don't want her to stop working. I'm going to take this and walk. I'm going to have my my assistant add an extra pee break to her account for this month. So she she will now have one a day. Just insane shit. It's Just. it's so no, and it's only it's only funny because the idea that any of this is like good or acceptable or that like one guy should have a hundred fifty billion dollars and other people oh. should have twelve. It's it's just there's a great one. There's a great pedant dance that people were doing. Where it was, um, this, it was, it sucks so bad. I was just like reading it and just remembering how much it sucks. It was like uh, someone posted like, um, what was it? He said he said like Jeff Bezos, and it was it was the thing about Whole Foods workers losing their health insurance because I don't fucking know why. Just because he can remove it and there's nothing anyone can do. That's why. Anyway, so, and he said, Jeff Bezos makes $3,312 a minute or a second. It was one of those two. It sucks. It's extremely bad. Very bad indeed. So I was thinking about that and I was like, I'll go look at the post. I'm sure it sucks. And some of the responses were fucking great because it was like, uh, no, he doesn't. That's just how much his stock increases. <laughs> <laughs> technically just... technically he hasn't realized those capital gains yet yeah, you freaking <laughs> he's just making it without paying for him he's just listen he's just accumulating wealth without creating value i refuse to see what's unethical about this situation what's the problem <laughs> or just like your criticism is stupid like yeah i don't know very stupid it's all very all very upsetting to me makes me very angry it it's like uh it it's so it's so absurd that it i think my brain just refuses to process it as as anything that's like in my sphere of getting angry you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like when I get the mail, you know what you know what makes me angry is like what? when I get the email from USPS because you know, m- mail carriers work really hard. So it's not it's just an ambient anger, but it's like you get the email, you're expecting mail and no mail shows up for one day and you're like, "Well, you know, did my mail go somewhere else? Was it not delivered? Did the mail carrier lose it? Is it there? And I think I'm supposed to get a check or a bill and I didn't get it. And so I signed up for the thing where you go to the USPS site and they send you pictures of what mail you're getting that day. And it and it only works about 90% of the time. Like 10% of the time you get it one or two days later. Or sometimes you get it like a week later, just no reason. They send you the picture, you don't get it. And just 
when I've got a check coming in the mail or I've got my health insurance bill and oh, I'm like, yeah, that I, and I'm like, I have to pay it because the health insurance, like the electric company is like, psh, whatever, like you're evil, but you're not super evil. But the health insurance, y'all do not get like direct access to my bank account. And besides, that's like a fucking thousand dollars a month. Like I need to be able to control when that is coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm going to, I'm, Everything has to be straight. I got to check the bank account before I cut some big fucking check to this evil company, right? But uh, yeah, it it when you think you're going to get the mail and the mail doesn't show up and you're like, I got to wait another day for this fucking bill or that's stressing me out or this fucking check. I know I've got like some amount of money that's coming that I need to deposit. And it's just, that makes me angry. Like- the Jeff Bezos stuff where he makes more money in a either a second or a minute, it it really doesn't matter. That's why you don't know is because it doesn't matter. Uh, but the uh, making more money than I'll make in, in years and years and years uh, in a single- I only make about $1,500 a second. And so <laughs> I, I get it. I get why everyone- Yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> Why should he get that? Right. But one, it, one thing I do like, though, and it, like obviously I do not make $1,500 a second or indeed a minute or an hour um, or a day even. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm not going to break down my income on here. I'm sorry. That's for my other podcast, moneychamp.org. Um, so uh, check that out. It's um, www.amazon.com. That's where you can find it. So... One thing I do like, though, is I genuinely do think there are some people mad at it for, like, humanitarian reasons. I think that that is the majority of people. I do occasionally see some startup founders mad at it who are definitely just mad that they don't have that much money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not – they don't care about the, like, moral and ethical issues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people dying in a hot warehouse in Kentucky is, like, yawn. The big problem is that I don't have the money. So I want to come. I want to close off the episode with reading something completely berserk. So at Gay Rodney on Twitter, he's a wonderful fellow, truly bizarre, finds truly the weirdest things in the world. So he has sent me a post from the internet that totally broke my brain. It is about. Uh, it's off of mytoos.com. That's the ultimate cockatoo message board. <laughs> Yeah. And this is from a woman called Bob. And uh, so it's this has caused me... So it is what looks like a 400-word just post. And I say post because there are no full stops or commas. So I'm going to give this a read, see what you think. All right. Here is my problem. I had gotten a goffin cockatoo about a year ago from somebody out of the paper. She had said that the prior owner traded the bird for a dog and the owner I had got Emmy from only had her for two weeks because she had traded for her because she is a dog breeder and decided not to keep her while I bought her because I loved her and loved taking care of her despite her... her Despite the attacking, she is actually five years, I am thinking, because I ran into the original owner and she had told me I had gotten took because I spent $900. I told her that I didn't care what I spent. I love her very much. Well, I am guessing that she only... Fed her seed and nothing else because Emmy seems 
Afraid all the time when I introduce her new foods, I'm her caretaker and everything she loves. My fiance and my 11, 8, and 5-year-old boys. Just pause for a second, by the way. Only punctuation in this entire post right there. <laughs> yeah. Don't buy anybody else, but she will attack me in the face and bite the crud out of me, but nobody else. She has me in tears because I love her so much that it kills me. I have six cocktail, comma, my bad, and a green check, cognure. And when I talk them, she gets jealous and goes after me to yesterday, 8 slash 12 slash 06. I was standing in front of her cage, maybe four steps away with my back turned to her and talking to other people around me. And two other people were standing each side of me. All of a sudden, she flew on me and attacked my neck. When she is on my fiance, she will attack me. So I know she is in the mating season. I sure hope she stops it. I don't want to get rid of her. The screaming bug does... Sorry, the screaming doesn't bug me, but it does my fiance. I feel like I let her down. I just can't give up on her. I did put her in the paper, but at a really high price. I felt that if <sighs> if they would spend that high of a price, that they would be the type of person who would be good for her. I don't want to sell her. All I did do, I can't do this. Every time I read this post, I will put this in the in the body. I never write anything. When I post these, I'm going to put the link to this. I can't finish reading this, let alone reading it aloud. Because it's it's like one of those magical mazes from RPGs where they, like, the walls move. Yeah. Every time I think I'm at the end, like, my brain is like, I, I don't know it, what's it, going on. It seems almost predictive keyboard. And, you know, the, the tone of it just seems to belie the absolute panic that this poor person has about I feel really bad. Yeah, yeah. Cause like I go online and I tweet like, ah damn, my like thing didn't get delivered. This woman in 2006 was like, ah, my cockatoo keeps trying to kill me. I paid nine hundred dollars for a bird that will not stop biting my face and screaming. And Actually, I really want to add one. I want to read one other bit from this. Okay. Because there is one point where there is a full stop. It's like 150 words in okay. from where I stopped. You see, I found who the actual two L's owner is that I had answered in there for two cockatiel and told the woman all what I had. And she told me her friend used to own Emmett. So I think that that's the name of the bird. And I was so happy to meet her and I told her I had a lizard for sale and she said she wanted it. And I said, cool, I could kick myself in the butt because I had traded the lizard for the green cheek parrot, which I'm glad I did because I have Petey the green cheek now. But now I'm worried about Charlie the lizard because she had called me four months ago to say she couldn't take care of Charlie. He was too big to... I told her that I would take her back and I went to call her phone, but it'd be disconnected. So that gave me the wonderful idea that she had possibly abused Emmy. Sorry, wonderful I took from a previous... Sorry. There was no, it wasn't a wonderful. So that gave me the idea that she possibly abused Emmy because Emmy only liked Seed when I got her. She was afraid of everything. And you were right. They don't show their true colors in the begging, which is fine. And I expected the, but I need your input. That's with an M. How can I get her to quit attacking me? Please, I want what's best for Emmy. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful sight with caring people. That is great. And God bless. Whew. So she traded a parrot. She, she went and found the original owner. Yeah. She traded. A lizard. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in this woman's life? It, it is so. How did that conversation go? I uh. Oh, I, I got a lizard for sale. Do you want it? Yeah, I got a parrot. I don't want anymore. It was. It was kismet. Like I can't. 
they're just standing there in the town square uh, and they're like, I can't believe that we met each other and you've got a lizard. You've you've got a bird you don't want and you really want a lizard. And here I am with a lizard and uh, only seven birds. She had uh, cockatoos. No, she had. Oh, God, I'm lost. She has many birds. She had like one. She had like six birds. And then she got the uh, Emmy or Emmett. Man. And then. And so also I've just been starting things like here is my problem. (laughs) Just because like that to me is like the kind of the Manchurian candidate thing. (laughs) Sends me psycho. Like here is my problem. Like, oh, shit. I just fucking wig out and. Like, well, wig out much like this. I just love this because, well, this kind of internet doesn't exist anymore. If I read, this is from 2006, and that's what really makes it magical to me. Other than the fact that, like, this is a very unfortunate lady who, like, definitely has an extreming, extremely bad cockatoo issue. Yeah. But she's real. Yeah, ab- absolutely, and you can you can tell that she is is having trouble. But then, just the little snippets of her life, she mentions that she is trading animals with other people, and that she listed uh, her existing animal in the paper, but she put a very high price on it. <laughs> As a as a form of means testing for the future owner, <laughs> the yeah, whole like thing to make this. And then someone was like, "Oh, you have a lizard. I have a parrot." And she said, "Okay." <laughs> I <laughs> as, like there was there is no internet like this anymore. Mm-hmm. If I read this today, I'd be like, "This would be like a Twitter moment." There'd be like a picture of the bird, and then someone who was a bird expert would be like, "I'm gonna fly over there and like." TBS or TLC's The Bird Guy yeah, would people, go over there and be there and be like, I want to help. And then The Bird Guy would help it, it her would, with her golfing cockatoo. It would get ruined. And then she would be like, hey, I'm the parrot for a lizard lady as seen on TLC's. You traded yeah. a lizard for what? <laughs> and then she'd have a new show called like Bird Trader. <laughs> so, so uh, I. What's what's very funny though? I probably shouldn't find this so funny. Is uh, she's so just a post from like a month later? It's hi, Emmy is doing better since I put her cage on the floor. Her screaming ain't as bad either. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just imagining oh, this world. This woman just like this bird just fucking screaming at her. And the bird starts screaming less, and she's like, just wanted to update you that my situation is like 4% better. <laughs> and by the way, this is the this is the latest update. Her last update was in uh, November 2006. So I would put good money on this woman being dead. Uh, like there's- the goffin just fucking bit the crud out of her until she died. Man, I I hope not. I hope she figured out a solution for everyone, including Emmett the Emmett or Emmy, and and Charlie the the undefined type of lizard. 
<laughs> well, that lizard is not hers anymore. That lizard is yeah. gone. Yeah, well, with the phone being disconnected, who can tell what happened to Charlie the lizard? <laughs> the lizard killed that woman. Oh, God. Well, RIP to that woman, and God bless you all for listening to half of the the Goffin post. Yeah. That, here is my problem. That is, that, is a, <laughs> that is a gem. I absolutely love that I was able to hear that, and you really do not see that much of it anymore and uh listen as as we wrap this up if you have anything truly stellar from the old internet or new that is just a peek into somebody's life and it's just nice to see somebody doing something genuine without a bunch of people flooding in and messing with the person uh share it with me or share it with ed or share it with both of us we both love to read it and And, uh, if you have a green cheek parent I will gladly trade you one non-specific lizard for it. <laughs> just saying. Just, just uh, uh, any interested. Email me at lizard at edzitron.com. Lizard at edzitron.com is the person to reach. Again, I'm Drew Toothpaste. Ed is at edzitron. Lizards, emails or not. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. Thank you.